Welcome to the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. Sunbury Press publishes print, electronic, and audiobooks under a variety of imprints and categories available worldwide wherever books are sold. And now your host, the founder and CEO of Sunbury Press, Lawrence Knorr. We're at the Christian Baker Farm near historic Boiling Springs, Pennsylvania. My guests today are Holly Garner and illustrator Steph Miller, the creators of Letters from Leo. Meet Leo, a dog full of kindness, wisdom, and helpful advice. Letters from Leo is a story made up of friendly letters between Leo and kids who are dealing with difficult situations. Leo responds to the letters with practical strategies to help them thrive and cope with the challenges in their lives. Any teacher, counselor, administrator, or family member looking for ways to help support children dealing with life challenges will discover that this book has been an educator for over 30 years. Her experience as a mom of three boys, teacher, reading specialist, and elementary school principal developed her passion for implementing social-emotional learning in schools. Holly is the director of the Grace B. Lures Elementary Lab School and an assistant professor at Shippensburg University in Pennsylvania. In her free time, Holly enjoys playing games with her family, reading on the beach, planning parties, and walking her dog, Leo, and I guess also writing books. Steph Miller, the illustrator of Letters from Leo, teaches third grade at the same school, and she has a degree in elementary education with an emphasis on early childhood at Shippensburg. Welcome to you both. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, let me start out, uh, Holly, I guess uh, the idea for this book, obviously it comes from uh, being a dog owner. Is Leo really this special? Leo is this special. He is the most loyal, kind dog you'd ever want to meet. So he inspired me to write this book for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, but does he does he talk to you, or uh, does he uh, write, actually write letters? <laughs> <laughs> he communicates to me. Oh, I see. <laughs> Very much so. He he tells me what he wants, um, but. He is very wise, and he does help me, because of his personality, help me form the letters that we write back to kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having been a, a dog owner most of uh, the last oh, 15 years or so, we had a, a wonderful dog named Gertie, who was also a very strong personality and a big part of the family. And uh, yeah, I know where you're coming from. There are people, too. And I, I love mm-hmm. the uh, I love the idea of using Leo as uh, you know that wise counselor, very approachable to the kids, which is what I think you're getting at. He usually wears his glasses when he's writing the letters, as you can see <laughs> in the cover of the book. That's when his best work comes out is when he puts those glasses on. <laughs> so, Steph, you uh, you illustrated this. Uh, did you have a lot of fun with this? I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, to be honest, though, at the beginning, I was really stressed out when um, Holly called, or she asked me to, to illustrate it. Um, I've always been a painter, a drawer, and it was something that I always wanted to do, was to illustrate a children's book. So when Holly asked me to do it, I was really excited, but also very scared, because <laughs> I'd never um, had to take somebody else's words and make them come to life. But um, it was definitely something that I enjoyed, for sure. What was that fear, some of that, because you and Holly work together? <laughs> and you know Holly a little oh. too well? Or was it more the challenge you, of the I'm work? I'm sorry. Could you, could, you set, could you say that again? I'm sorry. I missed the first part. Yeah, I said, uh, well, let's just make sure we... Okay. Yeah, the question is, uh, 
working with Holly, was that the reason why you were scared or uh, is it no. <laughs> right, the challenge? Yeah, she, she's, she's so demanding. No, yeah. no, no, it was just for me, I'm a perfectionist and I've always been um, really scared of sharing my work because I'm very critical of myself. So when I do something, I want it to be perfect. So it was the stress that I was putting on myself to um, make this be um, the way Holly envisioned it and the way I saw the book coming together. Yeah. So it was more stressful that I, stress I put on myself, not what Holly was doing, because she was always supportive, like, oh, yes, I love it. It looks great. You know, <laughs> it's better than I ever imagined. I always look at, oh, my gosh, I was yeah. so excited every time she'd show me a new illustration. No, no, they are beautiful illustrations. So very, very well done. So, Holly, I have to ask you, you know, this is about Leo, too. So, did did she get Leo right? Does that look like Leo? Are you happy with Leo? Oh, so happy with Leo. <laughs> it's better than I ever imagined. And if we were, if they were on a basketball court, he's dressed in his athletic gear. Or if he's on the beach, he's in his swim trunks and hat and sunglasses. So, she captured everything even better than I pictured in my mind, which I didn't know if it was possible. But every time she, you know, just got better and better and better. So she captured Leo perfectly. Good. Thank you. Good. All right. So, um, Holly, maybe a little bit about what Leo's up to. These different letters, um, they're giving advice back to, to the kids. But, you know, give us some examples. What are the kids concerned about? Oh, there are seven different topics that we cover in this book, and they came from issues that I know students in our school are facing, not just in our school, but schools across the nation. So the seven different topics are there's a student or a child whose parents are getting a divorce. One child is dealing with issues with her friend, which we know as teachers happens every day. One student is from another country and feels like other people are making fun of her clothes and she doesn't feel like she belongs. Um, We have someone that's dealing um, with aggression on the playground and we as teachers know that we see kids all the time thinking things aren't fair. They're not sure what to do with that emotion. So they kind of act out aggressively. There is a letter in there about a boy who lost a pet. His pet died. So what does he do with that? There's a section about a student dealing with not knowing how to deal with his frustration and anger. And then finally, we have a letter about a student who is struggling academically. And Leo gives suggestions um, to that girl about, you know, how to succeed in school and not to give up. So those are the seven topics we cover in this book. Right. Yeah. And I mean, and we'll get into it a little later, but there's probably a million more and a lot of potential there. So, just we already have new ideas. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no. There's so many more. I know there's a whole series here in the future. Um, but coming back into um, one of the topics, for instance, give, give us an idea of the interaction and how that works in the book. Letter comes in from the from the student, and Leo responds. Right. So the student writes a letter to Leo, and then. So that's one page. And then on the next page, you see Leo thinking about his responses to that letter. And somewhere in the picture, the strategies that Leo will give are kind of not really hidden in the picture, but shown in the picture. So that's that page. And then on the next page, you see Leo's letter 
back to the student or the child. And then right beside that page is an example of the student practicing the strategy and, and then feeling a lot better okay. after practicing the strategies that Leo gives and following the advice that Leo gives. I see. And um, I guess talk to me for a minute about how, I mean, this is more than just bedtime story, you know, sit down and read it or, you know, crawl in and read it with your kid at, at night. It sounds like this can be used as a teaching aid or maybe an elementary classroom. So how, how would you adapt it for that use? Oh, I think it definitely can be used not only at home with students, but with at, at school. Um, a big thing in school right now is having morning meetings with the students to get their day set off in the right direction. And I can see this if a teacher or students in the class are having trouble with a particular issue, you wouldn't have to read this book cover to cover um, in any one set or sitting. You could say, okay, my kids are having trouble focus of your morning meeting in school where you just read that letter to Leo about that particular subject and the students could you know, brainstorm ways to help solve that problem and then read Leo's advice and then maybe take his advice the next time they go out on the playground. So I could see it being used in that way. So for sure, guiding students and helping them navigate these challenges they have is one way you could use it. This book is also filled with idioms, personification, perspective and point of view, the format of friendly letters. So the main thing is helping students navigate the world around them with their challenges and struggles. But teachers can also bring in all of these other things to help teach different literary devices through this book. Wow. Sounds very useful. But we need to take a break right now. I'm talking to Holly Garner and Steph Miller, the creators of Letters from Leo. We'll be right back. Sunbury Press Books is your home for the writings of independent authors. Loch Ness Books is our young adult imprint, including Joe Harvey's Summer Changes Everything, Deanne Baker's The Boaters Club, and Arcane Maurer's Forbidden Powers series. Find these and other books by diverse authors at sunburypress.com. I'm back with Holly Garner and Steph Miller, the creators of Letters from Leo. And Steph, I, I wanted to jump over to you here uh, you know, Holly had all these uh, ideas she mentioned about how we might use this material. And I know you're a, a third grade teacher as well. And mm -hmm. in your situation, you know, do you see any uh, any use in the classroom, maybe uh, on, on your end of things? Definitely. Um, I mean, I will agree with Holly as using it as a teaching aid if um, problems arise in the classroom and addressing some issues. Um but I also thought, and I was thinking of this, um, Holly, this week, it would be nice also in the classroom if you had like a little box or something that would be notes to Leo. So maybe students that might be having some issues that they don't always want to share with you personally, if they could just write a little note to Leo and put it in the box. Mm. Um, and, yeah. you know, and then, and then as a teacher, for me, I could look at these little notes and maybe see what um, problems that my students are having and address it and use it that way also. Um, but, yeah, I just agree with Holly. There are so many issues that the children are having, and I just think this is a nice way to address those issues. And coming from a dog's perspective, I think the children can really relate to that. Yeah. You know, thinking about processing this, uh, you know, I am not a school teacher. My experience in elementary school was short-lived. It was my duration as a student. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, as a parent for a little while. 
but uh, it it does seem like is it my imagination or are are we more aware of children's problems these days or they're just more kids or they're just more problems uh, kind of getting a sense of I, I'm trying to um, think about when I was in school I'm not going to say that the kids didn't have problems because they did um, some of my classmates for sure maybe there were days I was worried about some things but maybe you could talk a little bit about how times have changed maybe the approach we take in education or, or is the environment just really different today I think it's a combination of all the things that you said I think that as I feel as though as teachers, maybe we're a little bit more in tune or more aware of some of our students' issues and we're willing to address them with them than maybe in the past that teachers would have been doing that. But I do believe that children are coming to us with more problems than I had seen in the past. Um, I would agree um, with that. I would agree with that. that. And, I, and I think they are coming to us with a lot more problems. There is a greater awareness of mental health and social emotional health with students. But I also think they're not, they don't know how to cope with mm -hmm. frustration in a healthy mm -hmm. way all the time. They don't know how to cope with their anger or their sadness or feeling lonely. And I think as teachers, we are teaching those things um, and we have to in order for our days to go smoothly. We mm -hmm. have to teach them how to deal with these really difficult emotions that they are having. And as teachers, we have big toolkits to help students with mm -hmm. that. So I think it's a combination of all those things you said. Um, but a teacher has to be equipped with all of these tools. And yeah. so Letters from Leo, I think, is just another tool to add to that toolbox for educators. And I know my, uh, my daughter, Taylor, went into education, went to Ithaca College, got a degree, uh, went into Teach for America, and got a, a job in Pueblo, Colorado, in the public schools, and started there, and quit within two years. It was just wow. so stressful. Mm -hmm. You know, and she was in a lower-income neighborhood situation, and uh, just just a lot more issues there. And, uh, you know, now she's helping run the press, and now she's going off to law school. But uh, it was uh, quite a quite an experience for her and talking to her about it I was like thinking well that's so different from the experience she had just a few years ago in the schools and then like night and day from when I was a kid and um, one of the things that came to mind as you all were talking and I thought about Taylor and her situation was uh, you know years ago we we kids went out and socialized together independently quite a bit. We'd be playing around the neighborhood. Mom would usually, dad was off to work, very traditional structure back in those days. I'm dating myself now. I'm talking 1960s <laughs> and early 1970s <laughs> for the record. But, you know, your traditional family structure and the way households were set up and, you know, the kids, uh, you know, as long as we were around the block or weren't allowed to cross the street, but we could stay on the block, play with the other kids in that suburban neighborhood. Um, we kind of resolved things on our own as kids, and we maybe got got to learn to interact better with people, and we understood more about when we hurt someone's feelings or something like that. Yeah, I, I, we just had this conversation 
at school, I feel like um, we we, ha- we are in a generation of a lot of students being raised by social media. Yep. And then they are being exposed to things at earlier ages. Um, and they're not interacting like we did. Like you said, now I'm going to sound like, oh, back in the old days, this is what we did. But I don't see them interacting with children like they used to, you know, like you said, go out in the neighborhood, play with, play with your friends. They're, they're in their homes, they're on the phones, they're on the tablets. So the normal interactions that we would go through of problem solving and dealing with issues like that, they're not really in those situations. They're online, they're watching YouTube, they're on TikTok for this, like, you know, immediate response to things. And it's not teaching them the social skills that they need. Yeah, there's almost or the empathy or the empathy that you talked about, like of how this hurts people or yeah. how this affects others. Yeah, I, I definitely think they, there's uh, something to that. Go ahead, Holly. Yeah. Well, and they don't even have to go out of their house to see their friends. Right. They're playing with them on video games online. They're FaceTiming. They're on social media, Snapchat, or whatever it might be. They don't right. have to go out and be social person like in in person. They're they can do all this you know, on the phone, basically. And I think that has made a difference, um, not only with teenagers, but with our the younger kids that Steph and I deal with. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. I'm talking to Holly Garner and Steph Miller, the creators of Letters from Leo. We'll be right back. Sunbury Press Books brings you the history of Pennsylvania. Check out Lancaster's Golden Century, 1821 to 1921 by H.M.J. Klein. Donald Kent's The French Invasion of Western Pennsylvania or the Keystone Tombstone series written by Joe Farrell and Joe Farley. Click on the Books tab at sunburypress.com and find works of history, fiction, and nonfiction from the Keystone State. I'm talking to Holly Garner and Steph Miller, the creators of Letters from Leo. And uh, I guess we're trying to solve the world's problems here <laughs> and <laughs> noting how how times have changed, for sure. And also that, yes, there are a lot of things you could cover in this series. Uh, Holly, how many books do you think there could be? I think it could be endless. There's lots of problems to solve in the world. <laughs> lots. I don't. I can't even put a number on it. I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah, and definitely, I, we've had people that have read the book already say, "Hey, do you have a do you have a letter about this, or can you give my child advice about this?" So I know there's many more topics that we could discuss through these books through Leo's eyes. Leo has a lot of work to do. Yes, he does. Gosh, I I hope he has a a long life. I know. Sadly, dogs, uh, I know every year's equivalent to about seven for us. So, <laughs> we need Yeah, Leo to... is nine. <laughs> yeah, oh, we better get these books out quick. <laughs> we better get him rolling here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what kind of uh, promotions, activities, anything with the school happening? Yes, we've, we've presented to our school, like groups of students at our school and um, – working on that and we've had a really good response there um steph we have something else coming up yeah so on yeah on june 1st we're going to be on good day pa for abc 27 news um and then we're um we're in connection with the shippensburg library it's our 90th anniversary for the library in shippensburg um so we're trying to set up something there uh, to read our book or do some sort of little program for the children at the library. 
And um, we have, Holly, the, the thing in Lidditz. I forget the date of that one. August the 12th? Oh, the craft I fair. I think it's August 12th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that should be, uh, there's thousands of people that, that go through there. So I'm sure you'll find some some interested people. I know that Holly and I's plan, when we envision this going forward, I, I know that I would like to do that, and I know Holly would do like to do it too, is just being able to um, set up assemblies, you know, in schools and go in and talk to the children mm-hmm. and uh, present our book there, but also do uh, maybe like a workshop, problems to students, and um, work through some of the problems that we're seeing in the book, but also talk about what it means to be a writer, what it means to be an illustrator, mm-hmm. um, just to show the children like the writing process, because writing is a big thing for us, and just what that writing process looks like. Yeah, I just told a group yesterday that, do you know how many times, I just didn't yeah. write this book, and then it was done. We had to edit and revise and make it sound better and look better, and and they're like, really? That's what our teacher tells us to do all the time. Exactly. An author just doesn't <laughs> write one time. Or an illustrator, you know, may draw pictures one time and then have it automatically published. It's a long process. Mm-hmm. So for the students to see that, I think, is really important. So we're very mm-hmm. excited about going to schools and sharing not only this message, but telling them the process of how this all came about. Yeah, I know you asked for some pictures of printing presses, so that was that was interesting. But yeah, there's yes, a, just the, to show them, you know, just to show them like all the process of this, because I don't think they really think about that piece of it, like how the books are actually made. So I thought that might be something to add when we talk about that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's more than just writing it and editing it. It's also turning it into a product that has to be manufactured, and that's the printing process. And you got to print the cover, and you print the content. You got to either sew it or glue it together, and uh, the other thing that's really cool is how books are distributed these days, which would be a great lesson mm-hmm. in economics for maybe an older group. But the books are printed close to where they're sold, or the, close to the customer. So it's not like there's one place where all the books are printed. They're printed all oh. over the world. Oh. So uh, Did yeah. not know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty You're teaching us something today. <laughs> it's fast. Yeah, I, I often get questions from authors like, oh, where's my book going to be printed? And I always say, well, close to the customer. They're like, hmm. It's like there's like 50 different outfits that are in the network that, uh, and they could be in a different country. So it's, it oh, is okay. fascinating how it all works today, and a lot Very of it depends on IT too. But mm-hmm. uh, we are digressing from your your mission here a little bit. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you how the reaction has been at your school. I mean, students, colleagues, has there been any any feedback so far? Well, I wanted to share this. This is really interesting. I had a kindergarten student, so six years old, um, that I had shared this part of the book. She was struggling with one of the topics in the book. So I shared with her that particular letter and then Leo's advice. And the next day, she came in with her own book. Um, and this was before we actually had the, the hard copy of the books. We just had like my manuscript kind of thing. Well, she bought the book and her family read it. And she just came in on Thursday, I think it was. And she wrote her own book as a six-year-old, just like this. Only hers was called Letters from Leroy. And she has a picture 
of her dog Leroy on the front cover, uh-huh. and she has the paw print that it, she just kind of duplicated the book in a six-year-old form. She wrote her own letters and her own advice back, and at the end had a real-life picture of her dog Leroy at the end, and she had our emotion ensemble. We have the in the book, Steph made these little emotion monsters that tell how the characters are feeling. Right. This student even included those. And so to me, that was amazing. Like I didn't expect it going that way. And she even wrote from the perspective of her dog, which was very, very, Mm -hmm. I mean, very, very smart for her to do as a six-year-old, which it just kind of thrilled Steph and I both. Um, We've had lots of families buy it. And um, I got a picture of one of the family dogs laying his head on one of our books. Steph, I didn't even get to share with you. And they sent me a picture and they said, even dogs love letters from Leo. Um, (laughs) So, and we do have some very um, supportive colleagues as well um, that are very excited for us about this and can see the benefit and how to use it in their own classrooms. Well, you be sure to let that six-year-old know that that's copyright infringement. (laughs) 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 We're going to crack down on Um, that. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Also, also, Holly, um, I was thinking about, we also did get a response from a reader on our website. So we have the website in the back of the book. It says you can contact Leo and we did receive a letter from a reader um, addressing problems that she's having in her life that she addressed to Leo. Wow. So that was good to see. That was the first one that we have received from a child saying, I'm experiencing this. What can I do? Sounds like you need a blog. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. We need something like that. Leo is going to be really busy. <laughs> yeah. We have letters to respond to as well. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. So, uh, another book in the in the works, I'm sure. Um, I know we talked about maybe every six months or at least once a year. So, I was yeah. wondering if you had any ideas along those lines. Letters from Leo, too? Or do you have a different name for them? I'm sure Leo's in it. I, we were thinking more letters from Leo. Yeah. And do some more topics. We already have some topics started. Steph even has some illustrations going on. Yes, I I already started illustrating. I told Holly, when I finished the illustrations, I missed Leo. Mm. It became just like such part of my my being there for a long time. So I actually have started illustrating the second book. Um, The ones that I have illustrated, um, A Child That's Afraid of the Dark. Uh, the other one, Holly, or maybe I just did Afraid of the Dark. I know, I do know, I think I have like four illustrations already going for the second book. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. getting much better, so it's much quicker. <laughs> the first the first go-through was um, a challenge for me, just because of I wasn't um, used to the program I was using. But now that I'm used to the program, the illustrating is going much quicker. Great. Yeah, and you're right. I, I think, Lawrence, you told me this before the, we actually had a copy of the book in our hands. Like, your friends and family will be really impressed at, it, at the quality of the book yeah. uh, as far as the way it looks. And I showed one of my friends the other night, and she's like, this is like a real book, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are, a real, we are a real, real publishing book. company. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we sell and books worldwide. I expecting. <laughs> it's like... Um, very very impressive how the book looks good (laughs) thank you for that well you guys Mm -hmm. are 80 90 percent of that with your content uh the the uh cover and and the the manufacturing part that that's actually the easy part so well it's kind of it's easy to be you know 
to do something that you really are passionate about and love. Mm -hmm. And Steph and I are so much alike in the fact that how much we care about kids and wanting to help kids and helping them with their problems. So this is kind of a joy to write and a joy for her to illustrate because we are so passionate about the content of the book. Well, it's a great idea and it's been a joy having you both on. We are going to have to go. Um, We'll have you back for more letters from Leo when that comes along. Sounds great. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. Check out our website at www.sunburypress.com for our latest releases. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to receive special offers and discounts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.